Jeff Ross, the ultimate roast. <laughs> I want to see you roast a roast. <laughs> okay? This is Hank. <laughs> Hank the roast. <laughs> and I'm going to do Hank's voice <laughs> to help you roast the roast. <laughs> Some poor cow died <laughs> so that you could be part of this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, man, you're really getting my grizzle going, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, let's cut the fat, Harlan. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. Oh, those look cool, dude. I like those. Do you like those shades? Yeah, I haven't seen any. Oh, those are sweet. <laughs> I like this background. Right? Looks like you're cruising down I'm like... Post, I'm going to post this and say like... Looks like you're on Ventura Highway or whatever it is. Oh, dude. Those shades. Sweet potato pie. Yeah, just throw that on the floor. Harlan, I have nice clothes. I'm not throwing them on the floor. What about dropping them on the floor? Like, is there a difference between drop and throw, really? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I have nice clothes. And then look at your t-shirt. I got that jacket <laughs> in Paris. That's why I can, it's fancy. That's can we can we see it? Can you hold it up? No, oh, I, mean, I didn't really get a look at your jacket. But it's so it, that I could offset my, oh, you want to see my I'd jacket? I'd love to see it. I mean, how often do we get to see a Paris jacket, bro? <laughs> like, I don't know if, when I've seen a Paris jacket. Okay. Let's see. Wow, what's it? Oh, it says France. Yeah, and the other side is Japan. Oh, so you can turn it inside out? It's reversible. So if you're if you're in Japan, you yeah. just turn it inside out. And if you're in France, actually, when I'm in Japan, I wear France, and when I'm in France, I wear Japan, just so just it's not to, obvious. Just to mess with them, yeah. Do you have the Bakersfield Fresno jacket? The one that turns around for when you're in Bakersfield and Fres- Fresno? Fresno by Kenzo? Yeah. That's what I that's my jacket. I have the reversible um, Fresno Bakersfield. Yeah. And I have the Cleveland Pittsburgh trousers. This actually has a matching hoodie. No. By Kenzo. I got it in Paris during Fashion Week. You were at Fashion year. Week? Yeah, I I, I uh I what? walked in a fashion show. No, you didn't. I'm a model. I was in Vogue. What? Yeah. What was it, like Dolce & Gabbana? It was... Uh, Prada. <laughs> it was Fatty in the Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harlan. What? Something. What? All right. I'll put my jacket. Yeah, put your jacket, your French uh, Japanese jacket. That's, that's insane. You, you really walked the catwalk? Yeah, for Kid Super. What's that? It's a clothing brand out of Brooklyn. Wait, designer, amazing. Were you on the catwalk with like the likes of Heidi Klum and, and uh, Tyra Banks? No way. Yeah. So it was you and Tyra Banks. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Dude, that's hot, right? That's sex on a fucking catwalk. There's right a there. packed house. Were you, did you get all the applause and the people c- clicking their cameras? I came and- out and I made some jokes about my outfit. What were you wearing? I had like a hat and a purse and a, and a matching like denim suit with 
bright colors on it. I said, now I'm ready for my fishing trip with Elton John. <laughs> but I looked super cool. It was a fun show. Oh, dude. I, I think you could look it. it up. I think you can look it up. Kids On super. YouTube. Yeah. You have Fashion Week blows my mind. It was so much fun. Oh, wow. Did you get laid? I did. How many times? Once. Mo- <laughs> Model? It was... Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> uh, I can't say because I'm under a strict, uh, I'm joking policy. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it, oh, it, it was a model or you can't, you no, can't I was say there with it, a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so it, we made it a romantic trip. Dude, that's so cool. Paris, but I, Paris is amazing. I don't know if you spent much time there. Dude, Paris is, I love Paris. I crazy glued my cowboy boots to the Eiffel Tower once. Is that true? Yeah. Did it hurt? No, what see? I, what I do is I take my shoes. Like you know how you 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 have a pair of shoes or boots or whatever, and you travel. We, we travel a lot, right? Yeah. And I feel like they're your companions, and when you wear them out and you don't wear them anymore, they deserve more than just being tossed out or given to the Salvation Army. So I always try to retire my shoes in like really cool places. And so I've retired shoes in the Amazon rainforest. Really? I've retired shoes in Death Valley. Is that re- littering or bad for the environment? Well, it might be, but they're shoes. If they don't like it, they can walk away. I did something like that with my Uncle Murray's ashes. What'd you do? Just took him to all his favorite places, but you're I retired him, but you're like throwing shoes around. So you're the one who, when you walk, you see him... Hanging over the uh, telephone wires? No, I haven't thrown any in the telephone wires. I did hang a pair. I did an interview on the set of Saturday Night Live once, and I hung a pair up in the rafters at Saturday Night Live. But the ones that... <laughs> the ones That's that, cool. The ones in the Eiffel Tower, I took my cowboy boots. I wore them up, the old ones. I had a new pair under my coat. I literally stopped at the hardware store and bought a tube of crazy glue. I stood at the on the ledge up on the Eiffel Tower. I crazy glued the bottom of my cowboy boots, stood on the metal, huh. stepped out of my boots, into the new boots, and then stepped away, and there was just this pair of boots, and it looked like someone leaned over the side to take a picture and fell out of their boots. <sighs> and people were standing around my boots taking pictures. It was ridiculous. Like a crime scene, like a tourism. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but maybe a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> but Thanks you, for letting me borrow your sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, damn, it's bright in here, isn't it? It was just I couldn't, I wasn't ready. You, I, they suit you though. You look yeah. a bit like Daredevil. Remember this has that? all the warmth of a pap smear. This oh, studio. God, that's the name of my rabbi, by the way. This is pap about smear. as cozy as an indictment. Oh, dude, welcome to the OJ papers, <laughs> dude. But I thought I thought Fashion Week was in Milan, Italy. I didn't Paris. know it was in Paris. Oh, I think that moves around. They have one in New York. You're really fixated on this. Well, I just, I'm picturing you, you know, walking down the Google catwalk. Google Jeff Ross Vogue right now. Really? Yeah. Are you, are you clothed when you're doing it? Or yeah, you? I look great. No. I mean, I'm trying to get in shape now. Yeah. Yeah. But did you have, like, they always have these extravagant outfits, like a, like fur or a bird's nest on your head or whatever. Are you getting turned on? I don't understand. I think I might be. You want to picture me and all? It, I, I think I no, do. I, look, I looked. I, this one wasn't. It was over the top for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I still wear the clothes. Like I, I, I got some more uh, the same designer and wore some at the Madison Square Garden when I did some shows there with uh, on Dave Chappelle's birthday. Oh yeah, you and Chappelle hang around a lot, huh? You're chummy. Been all over the world together. You and him? Yeah. Chumsies. For since since we're like kids. What really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was just starting out as a teenager, and I was in my early twenties when we started hanging out. I had no idea. Oh yeah, I used to. We'd always be hanging out all day in Washington Square Park, and you're tighter with Chappelle than I am because everyone asked me, you know, because we did half baked together. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you hang around with Dave? I, I barely ever see him. He's in Ohio, but I, here's why: because you're with them all the time. Thanks. Well, he go, you know, he's on the road, Harlan. You yeah. stay here. You know, you're on the road. You don't. You're yeah. not in the same cities. He's playing major metropolises. Wow. You're doing like wherever that road leads to the Harlan the Highway. Harlan Highway. Yeah. Where does that lead to? Patton Oswald <laughs> Valley to <laughs> make a write it <laughs> at Ridge Voss Lane and yeah. back up over. Uh, <laughs> Patton Oswald Valley, is that what you said? <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking around. Oh, I look, no. I'm over here, and uh, I'm over here in Bruce Smirnoff, Florida, over here. I'm here. Bruce Smirnoff, he says. <laughs> what's up from... <laughs> what's up, Florida? <laughs> We're out here. What's up? What's up? Remember Bruce Smirnoff, what, he had this joke. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I told my mother I was moving to Los Angeles. It was it was supposed to be very artsy fartsy. I got here it was very gunsy knivesy. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bruce. Is he still around? Oh yeah. Oh man, he's a funny dude. Oh wait, hold on. I'm getting. A, I have to do another podcast real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I have, do I need my cans? Yeah, this? ready? Because here comes the uh, theme music. Ready? Oh really? Yeah, folks. Welcome to That's the Holland Highway Podcast. I do my intros in Cajun. Welcome to the Holland Highway Podcast. And my buddy, fellow comedian, actor, Jeff Ross is here today. Hi, Jeff. Harlan. Dude, welcome. Wait, so we weren't, you weren't podcasting up until right now oh yeah we were but that's see what i do is it's i do small talk i talk about modeling fashion stuff i saw that and then i sort of segue in and when i feel things are ripe like when i feel you're ripe i hit yeah, the, i hit the theme music I'm ripe, man. i'm ripe like you're a banana ripe. you're ripe like a fucking my new show is about bananas no I, way I, wore a, I wear a bruised banana yellow bruised banana what? costume essentially what are you talking about your what? new show it's called Take a Banana for the Ride. My grandfather, when I was starting out, what he, he used to give me money. I'd take care of him, take him to the doctor all day or whatever, and then at night I'd go to New York and do open mics. Yeah. And my pop, Jack, would always give me a few dollars for the tolls yeah. and gas and a banana, and he'd say, Take a banana for the ride. And the show's sort of jumps off about our relationship. and With your uncle? My grandfather. Is he still alive? No. Oh, so that that's sort of. <laughs> he was my grandpa, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, how old was he when he passed? He was uh, forty-one. <laughs> he was old. He was in his eighties. He could still drive at night, so he got a lot of chicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he had a. He was. He was good. He was old and sick, but his uh, somehow he was still making love. But what what was the thing with the banana? Why did he want you to have a banana? You never know when you need a dildo or some potassium in a in a. In a yeah. pinch, yeah, yeah. Well, it's bananas are also, um, uh, you know, if you're nervous, it'll slow down your heart rate, or you're if you get hungry, it'll like it will. Yeah, banana. It's like an easy 
It's also his, my grandfather's way. It was a, a, also his way of saying, I can't go with you, but I'm going with you on the ride. Oh, I like that. I'm doing the show at the uh, Netflix as a joke fest, and I'm doing it at a Moon Tower fest, and I'm going to do it uh, hopefully some other places. Damn, boy. You'll love it. It's a one like a one-man show. You're the I, first I, person I'm telling about it. You are? This I is am? an exclusive for sure. This is a banana exclusive? Yeah. You know, when I was... <laughs> Bananas a, are like people. They get bruised, but they're still They're good. still hearty. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother used to sing me a banana song well, when I was it? a kid. She, she, she just, I'm not kidding. We'd be in the kitchen, and she'd just start going, Oh, have a banana. <laughs> and she'd like shake, shake her head like that, and it was like I always remembered it. Just out of nowhere. Oh, have a banana. <laughs> what the hell? That makes me so happy. I know. It made me happy. I always remembered it my whole life. My mom used to write notes and put it in my lunch, and she'd write me a little note on the banana. Have a nice day. I love you. She did. Gerbil died. <laughs> <laughs> See, but yeah, she would write little notes, my you, mom. You have happy memories about your lunches. Yeah. I'm not joking, Jeff. When I was in high school... My mother was so bad at making the little brown bag lunches. I'm not, this isn't even a bit. Yeah. Kids in the cafeteria would gather around me to watch me open my lunch because it was so, <laughs> my mother's peanut butter sandwiches, there was like giant clumps and butter. One time I pulled out an apple, there was a bite out of it. Oh, like they would just that's crack so up. Gross. Yeah, they hated my mom. And I'd just toss them in the garbage and go to the cafeteria and shoplift a chocolate cream filled donut. Oh. Yeah, the worst. But you did, had you a- ever, did you ever talk to her, complain? Did you ever come home and go, Ma, I can't eat that? No, I, I only complained. I used to like when I, was in, when I was in grade school, I'd come home for French toast. I always wanted French toast. Yeah, I love French toast. And I'd always want, and one day, I guess we were out of regular white bread, and my mom made it with, like, uh, pumpernickel or whatever, a rye bread. It yeah. has the little seeds in it. Yeah. And I go, oh, this is horrible. It's the only time my mother got mad. She threw a plate at my head. Oh, yeah. So a little trauma there. Huh. Did your mother ever throw a plate at you? No, or get I'm violent? sorry. I'm sorry. No, never. She will. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was, uh, what? had huge tits. How big? Big, the biggest. Like a MILF? Was she a MILF? No. Like how big are we talking? As big as they get. Wow. Did you love breastfeeding? Did you <laughs> breastfeed till you were like 19? <laughs> no, I, I was I was pretty independent pretty quick. God, I used to breastfeed on my neighbor's mother's tits. Really? Yeah, I just my mother, she gave me the hunger. Like once I had my mother, I was like, this is good. And then I noticed the other... Mothers in the neighborhood had, and I was like, let's go. <laughs> My parents would catch me suckling Mrs. Johnson, suckling Mrs. Davidson. Really? Yeah. More than one? Oh, yeah. The whole, the whole street got a good suckling. Were you on a cul-de-sac, or how did it work? <laughs> like, could they see, see you making the rounds, yeah, or yeah. would you be able to go through the backyards, <laughs> or how did it work? <laughs> it's just a cul-de-sac of suckling is what I called it. <laughs> Did you dig tunnels and go from... (laughs) (laughs) I was the Hogan's Heroes of Suckling. (laughs) I used to love that show, Hogan's Heroes. Can you imagine if they made that today? Like a show about a bunch of funny guys in a Nazi fucking war camp? (laughs) It'd be like five 
Right. How long will it take for there to be like a, a sitcom about five hostages being held by Hamas and how Shit, they that's fuck with Hamas? Yeah. Now, back then, if this happened in the 60s, 70s, there would be. Yeah. Because they had Gilbert Gottfried used to have a some kind of joke. I can never do it justice, but it was what? about the pitch meeting for Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, I bet. It's like, you know, <laughs> all right, it takes place in a concentration camp. <laughs> all right, I like it. Tell <laughs> yeah. me more. Yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you believe he's gone? Can't. Fuck, dude. Can't. Love that guy. I know we lost, like, last year, not to start the show on a downer, but we lost, like, five cool comedians last year. Saget, Norm, everybody. Gilbert, Bob, Saget, Norm, Louie yeah. Anderson. Louie. That's why we got to keep rocking it out there, bro. All those guys died within a year of each other. I know. That's what made it so, like, such a weird year. Yeah. Whew. It made me look back at stuff I'd written when my parents and my grandfather passed away decades ago, because losing those three guys in a row was like, it was like losing your tribe. I was like, wait, what just happened? I couldn't yeah. believe it. Cause yeah, I yeah. love those guys. Yeah. And you know, what's weird. I don't want this to sound like, like freaky in any way, but sometimes if you're having a bad day or something, like I'll think, cause all those guys were our friends and like, this just happened literally like about three days ago. And I, I thought to myself, somehow they popped, uh, Norm popped into my head. And I was yeah. just like, he's not here anymore. Uh. Like, he's just, he's gone. He doesn't exist anymore. And anything that's happening with me today, I'm happy to be alive. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it just like, it's so like, it just, it's like shutting off a light switch. It's so weird. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you take from... From their death to, to re- remind you just to live and, and, and just embrace it, man. Because yeah. it's, it's just like, it, it's not that, like, like their memories here. Like all the material and all the specials and all the jokes, but them, their organic yeah. essence, it's just, they're not here. Yeah. It's that simple. And it's just like, oh, fuck. You know? There's so many times I want to call Bob Saget and ask him a question. Really? Not even, you know, comedy was, was up there, but he, ha- he, he could talk and give advice about almost anything. When he did that with you, though, was it real? Because he was such a jokester. Like, he, and he liked to get deep. Like, he liked to look you in the eye. Yeah. And, so tell me what's going on. He but, was there for you. Yeah, but did, were you ever in a place where you thought it wasn't was it was sort of jokey, or did he <laughs> did he ever get real real with you? Oh, always. You know, yeah. he was very vulnerable, and the, yeah. we were good pals. But the most vulnerable he would really get uh, publicly was at his benefits that he would host for the Scleroderma Research Foundation. Oh yeah, his sister had scleroderma, and uh, which is also the the name of my sister. She's Greek. That's such a weird coincidence. Yeah, scleroderma. You should, the, you should do the benefit next well, time. Well, she should. Own. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I ho- I hosted the last two now without Bob. So, really? Yeah. Oh god, and that's a disease where your skin gets super tight. Like, yeah. isn't it? It's almost like it, it starts to like squeeze you in, almost, isn't it? Or very, very painful. You try to move, and your skin will like split. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. It's yeah. A he tragic was tragic thing, and he's been doing these things for over twenty years. He's been hosting his cool yeah. comedy hot cuisine events, and yeah, and uh, his his uh, wife Kelly uh, has been booking it with uh, Susan Feniger, the same people who run a border grill and these great restaurants. And we yeah. just did another one in New York a couple of weeks ago during the New York comedy festival. And John Mayer and I hosted the one in Beverly Hills. Damn. 
earlier in the year and it's Bob, you know, that will, to answer your question yeah, yeah, yeah. was that was the time he was most vulnerable. If you so that's when Bob got the deepest when he was hosting those scleroderma oh, really? benefits, yeah. He would and but he would get the deepest in front of he would start everybody. To cry. He would start to cry talking about it. Yeah. And then and then and then you saw a side of him that and by the way, these were like very, uh, there's patients there, there's doctors there, yeah. his family's there, people he, you know, yeah. shares his, does his comedy with are there. So he would be extra vulnerable and he really wanted people to understand um, how important it was to find a cure. So Bob got, that was the one thing. And the one only one time he would really like be on me about something. He's like, are you going to do the benefit? Are you going to do the I yeah, yeah. answer? Please, we do the benefit. If you do it, then I can get this one to do it. And you, you know, he had all the, he had all the biggest comedy stars over the years. And so, oh, yeah. But what would we you... had Michael Che and Nikki Glaser and Ronnie Chang in New York last oh, month wow. and Counting Crows. And so it's always amazing. Chappelle and Bill Burr did it in LA. Wow. So like his legacy stays yeah. up. Yeah. And Gilbert's legacy stays up through Dara and his kids. Yeah. And Norm, his last thing that they showed on Netflix was so cool, but you're right. Like, he's gone. I feel like it's going to be tougher for us to think of Norm, like, in, 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 in new ways. Like, I wish he was talking about everything that's going on in the world. Like, talking yeah. about the elections and Trump and all this shit right now. Yeah, yeah. He, like I, I miss his voice in the world and the way he take, sounds. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, my favorite one was, uh, you know, he would talk about like uh, laughter is the best medicine unless you're diabetic. Then insulin, insulin's the best medicine. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. He could take such a simple thing and just turn it upside down and, and make it funny like that, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's weird they're just gone. But when you would tap into Saget. Yeah. Like, what type of things would you go to him for? Like, when you say you go oh to him gosh, to it for relationship advice. Relationship advice. Really? Any man stuff. Any really? doctor stuff. If you needed a, a, a cardiologist, you needed to get any kind of, like, you know, he knew he knew everyone in town. Huh. And, and uh, he knew uh, real estate and legal stuff. He would know. Because he's a got three kids yeah been married twice and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. his ex-wife and his wife get along like they were they're, they're both lovely you know both his wives yeah lovely people never had a bad thing to say about them even yeah though, you know and they made three great beautiful kids yes. so i think that bob really even though he's gone way too soon he really did it he lived life to the max he enjoyed his life yeah, he and, did. and and uh you know like People are going to talk about him and remember him, like forever. Yeah, it's one of those guys. Like I don't know how to who you compare that to. Like, well, there's a side of him too that a lot of people didn't know. And I, I did a movie with him. He did right. he dirty did, work. Are you kidding? No, I yeah. mean uh, I'm sorry. Uh, help me out for a second. Half baked. He was in half baked. Right, we were in it, but yeah. I he he actually directed me. I starred in a movie that he Which directed. One is that? It was called Becoming Dick. What? And it was it was for E. The E Network at one point was doing their own movies. Sure, sure. So I got cast oh. in this movie. So Bob directed me, 
And so I got really, it was me and, wow. and Bob, Bob was the director and Robert Wagner was the other Man, co-star. Harlan, this is like news to me. Did he help you with like, like, like girl problems? Like, was he actually he able to? Me, he would pick me up. He was always there for you as a friend. Like he would. Yeah, pick, he was. He would pick me up. Uh, you know, at, he'd just pick me up like midnight. And he's like, we need a pastrami sandwich. You know, oh, like, you yeah. know, we wouldn't even have to talk about it if yeah. I didn't want to. It'd be like two minutes about the breakup and two hours about like <laughs> how good is this fucking pastrami <laughs> yeah. and where yeah. are we going for the Super Bowl or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just and awesome. he, he he but but he really does. He was great with the pep talks and uh, Bob would always would always be you know do what's good for you. That's what he'd always. Are you me. one of those guys that sort of needs that stuff? Like, do you are you one of those guys that's just kind of a strong? I know what I need, or do you need the input of friends to help oh, you and like create a support system and. I, I do I do lean on my friends for stuff. You do, yeah, I do. So that's that's being a bit vulnerable because you have to open up to your friends. Yeah, and is that easy for you to do or hard to do? It's never that's uh, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah, small increments. Yeah, yeah, because you got to be pretty trusting to yeah. to let like a Bob Saget or a Chappelle or whoever your that's buddies why are. It hurts when you lose a friend, Harlan, yeah. because you yeah. put so much. Of an emotional investment, they know your history, they yeah. know everything, and then suddenly yeah. they're gone in an instant. Yeah, I know. Oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there, there's a picture that I use in my show that I told you about. Yeah, the banana one. I use a picture of me in a restaurant booth with Norm, Gilbert, and Bob. Oh wow! Over at uh, Jones. Jones on Melrose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. here in LA, I right? Think it's on Santa Monica, yeah. Santa Monica, yeah. yeah. Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah. I know the place. So so we had a a dinner there one night. Yeah. And uh and um yeah, that was a, This is a weird this is because when you said that, this is a creepy, morbid question, but I'm gonna ask it because it popped into my head. Yeah. And we're, we're just being real here, bro, Safiash. You think are you gonna say it's bad luck that you're sitting with me? No, what I was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> It's like the shining people disappear from the picture. Do you feel a little like this is so weird, but I, I think it's because I'm putting myself in your shoes. Do you feel guilty that you're in that picture and those three guys are gone? It's it's a, no. obviously you don't, but it it's a weird, it's a weird thing, right? Like it's got to be weird to look at that picture. I don't think I. Sh I try not to let it hit me in a. Yeah, in a in that way, in a emotional way. Yeah, Just look yeah. at it matter of factly, but it is a good. That's a solid question. I mean, it is. It's it, you can't help but ask it. Like I, I'm, that's why I say I'm putting myself, and I go, God. That's why. Maybe that's why I think about them so much. Yeah, I talk about them. Do you, you have that picture? It's your picture, or that's a picture think, hanging I, somewhere. Dara Gilbert's wife, Dara, and Adam Egat were both with us. Oh, okay. So I think Adam took it. I'm not sure. Huh. And uh, but I do have the. I mean, the picture's been everywhere. But yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean the picture when when Norm died, Gilbert posted it. Oh wow. So, the picture people saw it, you know, and because uh, we all look so happy and. <sighs> I know. 
Do you do you think you, sometimes people? And I was, you know, beside. Like I love Norm, and I have yeah. a lot of history with Norm. My first person I ever opened for on the road was Norm, and yeah. I drove into his Letterman, and I gambled with Norm, and I, yeah. I worshipped him. I would run you home. Norm. I would run home from the comedy clubs to see Norm on Letterman. Really? But I did. I but I can't say I knew him. Like Bob and Gilbert were two of my closest, closest confidants. Yeah. So when Norm died, it hit those two guys. So yeah. hard because Norm kept so much from us. Oh yeah, as his friend, you know, as you know, they were they, Bob was obviously close with Norm. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was extremely close with Norm. Yeah, in the early years when we first moved down here, we were inseparable. Wow, and it was it was sad because someone wrote on one of my comments the other day, "How come you were never on Norm's podcast?" Or how come you and and the chronological order of it is norm and i were really close in canada then when i came down here we were like inseparable we were together all the time like i knew the real norm and fucking kooks and then we sort of had a little bit of a falling out that i won't go into and we sort of separated and I, i just this just came up with someone the other day and i didn't even Talked to Norm for about 20 years. Really? And I bumped into him one night at Greenblatt's. Over a gambling thing. It wasn't over a gambling <laughs> thing. It was really? Just, it, it, and I never had any animosity. There was no bad blood between us, but there was just something that went down that I just, you know, it just, it didn't, it, it pushed us apart. Sure. And, and, and I saw him like 20 years later, and we just bumped into each other at Greenblatt's, which is a famous deli down right. on Sunset. Close. And it was just like we sort of like it was like it's almost like seeing an old girlfriend. Yeah, couldn't we were help just but like, smile. Yeah, and it was like, and Norman's like, ah, hey man, how you doing? And I went, <laughs> and I, went I went, hey Norm, and he goes, ah, oh, why don't you call me, man? And I said, you really want me to call you? And he goes, yeah, here's my number. And he gave me his number, and I said, really? Because we'd been through a lot. Yeah, sure. And it wasn't anything horrible. It was just, it, it yeah. was what it was. Yeah. And, and I, I said, okay, I'll call you. And I and I, I called him, I texted him, or I left him a phone message. Yeah. And I kind of knew the answer. He didn't call back because Norm, Norm was like that. He was yeah. like, once you kind of separated, that was it. But the time we had together was amazing. And I got to really see the real, the real Norm and the show business side of Norm. Not that Norm was a phony, but... He had his show business persona, and he had his real persona. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but he would tell me this all the time. <laughs> I, go, I go, you know, we'd talk about it. He goes, ah, you know, do this thing, you know. And I go, I go, what are you doing, dude? Because, you know, when, when he'd, we'd get together, it'd just be like talking like this. And he told me, he goes, he goes, I'm just doing Archie Bunker. I go, what? He goes, I'm just doing, I'm doing like, ah, Archie Bunker, you know. I'm doing. <laughs> he told me he's doing a rendition of Archie Bunker. Can you believe it? And so... All uh, that stuff was sort of him wow. kind of twisting and, and mimicking Archie Bunker, which I was happy to hear because to me, Carol O'Connor as that persona was genius. Uh, like just the inflections. Yeah. If, you, if you were to go back and watch Carol sure. O'Connor, you'd right. probably pick up a lot of normisms in there. But that's where he kind of built that persona from. Can you believe it? Isn't that and wild? He, fascinating. And he told you that. Oh, he told me several times, and I and I loved it because we were both huge fans of of Carol O'Connor, and right. you know Carol, you know he always did ah jeez there read it, you know ah jeez there read it, you know yeah. he so translate ah jeez ah ah it's an yeah. arm, you know like <laughs> yeah. So he he loved it, and so he sort of took from that and helped helped it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that. 
but it was like uh, the, the delivery. Would you say that is some of the cadence and the delivery, and of course he made it his own. But but he 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 used well, he used it almost as a vehicle for his unique take right. on the world. Well, I don't think he used was, it in terms it, of in terms of Carol O'Connor's character. It was sure. just the person, like the the, uh, the ah, you know yeah, that yeah. The, the physical and verbal sound, but Norm clearly had his own mental image of how the world worked. Of so, course. Yeah. That's but, what I mean. It was his, it was a, a way to carry it. Yeah, yeah. It, like a, a vehicle for, a, <laughs> like a, a, the, the, a, it's fascinating. It's interesting because, you know, we talked about Bob having his side, his yeah. blue side, and yeah. then Norm have it. Would, would you say, and if I'm too intrusive, tell me, but sure. do, would you say that you have, I think we all do a show business side and a, you know, Jeff Ross side sure, when you're not modeling, sure. you know, <laughs> is, is that something you can express or is that something, because a lot of guys just want yeah. to, you know what, I don't want to talk about that. It is what it is, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I, to me, the, ro- like, if I'm at a party having fun and someone walks up and goes, roast me, I, yeah. I, pro- I can't do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I definitely have to turn it on. Yeah, I come in peace, like until someone like <laughs> pokes peace. me, and I have yeah. to like. So yeah, I have to turn it on. Like I never, it never came to me naturally like that. But once I turn it on, it it all comes very naturally. Yeah, but I can definitely like shut down, and uh, yeah, I, I don't stay out late in public. Like I won't go to bars late because yeah, I don't want to have to turn it on. You don't want to turn it on for people. I don't want to. It's also high octane. Like it's it you start is. making fun of people who are drunk late at night. You yeah. could get killed. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a in it's all like your? A, it's you, like having a black belt. I have yeah, to. Like, you do. You have a master black belt. I dude. have to. I, I, yeah. I have to. I have to. Like use it only when absolutely necessary. Yeah. It's potent. Yeah, it's like they say uh, martial arts fighters. They have to register their fists as lethal sure. weapons. You have to register your ability to roast as a lethal weapon almost i have to turn it on and yeah. and, and, and hey if you come at me like suddenly I'll, it might instinctively defend you know like, yeah it, i can be ruthless but it is a defense mechanism to a degree did you find when you were growing up it of was because i was a guy i went to an all boys boarding school oh. and i was a pipsqueak huh. and in a boarding school, it's like the, the nature shows where you see a pack of hyenas fighting the hierarchy. You know, there's yeah. dominant people, there's dominant hyenas. And so I literally had my skill set to think quick on my feet and be funny and sort of roast people, not at the level you can, but enough to save my hide. I had to use it almost as my fist, so I totally understand what you're saying. Huh. Did you have to do that as a kid? Were you a vulnerable kid that ever got bullied and had to use your <laughs> skill set to defend yourself? I uh, the uh, I sing a song in the show that I'm doing, the banana show. Yeah, I oh, have a banana. Where yeah, I have a piano player and a violin player, and I talk about my uh, like a like a Broadway musical. I'm just talking about. My uncle like being mean to me when I was a kid and me hating him and then growing up and realizing he was giving me thick skin and preparing me for real life. Well, yeah. Mean Murray, my uncle Murray. Mean Murray. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and I didn't talk to him for years and then I grew up and I realized like he was, you know, doing me a 
doing me a good thing, doing he, a good thing for me. Yeah. I, and uh, I got my revenge, Harlan, though. Oh, what you do? His 90th birthday, we roasted him. I said, Uncle Murray's <laughs> planning a big trip soon to that vase on top of the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> big vase, yeah. That was like the best day. That was such oh, a fun dude. day. I got to introduce him to Mel Brooks one day. But anyway, I digress. But the point is. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah my Uncle Murray would kind of like. And then as as I grew up, I had buck teeth, and I was getting bullied at school. And yeah. my mom was like, "You're going to karate school," and she, I was she dragged me to karate school. Wow! Did yeah. you did you stay with it? I got I got it was tough at first. I was awkward and kind yeah. of wimpy, but at a rather than get beat up all day at, at karate school and regular school, I yeah, just, I just uh, stuck with it and really loved it. Actually, oh wow. Won some uh, tournaments and uh, really, oh, yeah. amazing! I wound up getting a black belt. Oh man, I I did the I did judo, uh-huh. and I ended up getting a white belt, which is the belt you're given when you start. Sure. And I never got the really? next belt. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I didn't like it because the uh, one one time that one of my last fights, the kid peed his pants. Really? And you in judo, you wear these like white outfits gi. and a the gi. gi, and here I am wrestling around with piss boy. And I was a little whippersnapper, and our, our judo instructor would literally pick us up and throw us around like we were full-grown men and just huh. slam us. And I was like, this is crazy. So I ended up having to kind of develop my wit to help me survive any bullying or of any course. intimidation. And yeah. It's a pretty – I mean, you can attest to this. It's a pretty powerful weapon when you can shut down a bully who's yeah. physical yeah. with words and kind of – our, my threat, I don't know what yours was. It's like, hey, dude, you punch me. I'm going to invent a nickname that every kid in this school is going to call you. <laughs> wow. And it's going to be a weird, funny one. And I'm going to say it weird. There was this guy that had warts. And I started going, Woit. I called him Woit. And I just started going, Woit. Every time. <laughs> and before, you know, five days in, everyone's going, Woit. And, and that was the power. Really? You could learn how to kind of like make people pay if they were going to mess with you. At least that's what I had to do at boarding school. But you must have been popular enough where you were able to get the, that going. Like, if you were, like, really getting bullied as a solo act, just that would be tough. Well, it, I was popular, but they, I think they recognized the way people recognize with you that this kid has an ability to oh, to wow. to mentally dance around me and that's what people recognize in you obviously you're like to me you're like the terminator because i watch you i remember <laughs> in the terminator they do the pov camera would go like he'd look at people and analyze them like you know like the, the like little it. thing do you because you're so good at it. do you do that when when someone first walks up on stage <laughs> oh, and you yeah. see them like like your mind must be just picking them apart it's like crazy. what's the process um, when I pick them out of the audience, at the yeah. end of my show, I bring up volunteers from the audience. Right. And they have to volunteer. I don't pick people out. Yeah. They have to stand up and go roast me. Yeah, so, that way you're not vulnerable or liable or anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to get a good sport, and they're yeah, up there that's for right. a good time. Yeah. And uh, inevitably, you know, way a lot of people will stand up, but so instantly, without thinking of any jokes or anything, yeah. I try to pick a variety. Yeah. Like, Oh, there's a fat guy. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple. Oh, that guy's in a wheelchair. She looks like she's like ready for some action. You yeah, know, like yeah. Some, a lot yeah. of times, uh, chicks will get all dolled up, like because yeah. they want to be, they want to come on stage. I had a couple uh, get engaged 
uh, wow. recently uh, during my speed roast at the end of my show. They must have a great sense of humor to get engaged during a roast. Yeah, that's that, that's that, a good start. That's a that's a good point because that that shows you right there that I think that's a key part of a marriage or a relationship is to be able to laugh at each other, be sarcastic, sure. and to start off. With you roasting them, did you like kind of sizzle them pretty good? Oh yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> called them both like out of shape and unattractive, <laughs> and I actually knew what was happening. She didn't, the bride didn't. Oh really? But uh, the groom had messaged me. Oh wow! Saying um, saying um, you know, that he wanted to get engaged during the show. Wow! During, during the speed. So roast. she she had no knowledge she of it. She had no. She said, "I asked her on stage, and she said, well, he was acting kind of weird.' <laughs> so yeah, he was nervous. Right. He was nervous, not just about getting engaged, but yeah. you're about to get roasted. And she I'm took gonna it. I'm gonna have to post this. I'm gonna have to post. Yeah, this. you gotta post that. Did yeah. she take it okay? Since oh she wasn't God, in on she it, she was amazing. She was amazing. Then he picked a good girl. Yeah. If she can handle that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were definitely uh, roast fans. But when you bring him on like that. That thing, yeah. are you looking? I like at, that though. I like that Terminator right? analogy. Yeah, it's like kind of that 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 scope. You're you're picking yeah. off little pieces. Are you looking at physical things, yeah. or are you just hoping it all comes out verbally? Or are you look, you're going oh, no? I start with shirt, the physical, sweater, and then I okay, and then I I put them in my brain, but they're not formed jokes. They're just yeah. like it's like I I'm attracted to like it, the shiny light. Like what do I see? Is yeah, it, you know. You put in your head like, okay, sweater, way too red, way yeah. too thick. <laughs> Shoes, stupid. Yeah. Um, hairstyle, 1970s. Like you just kind of make a mental list of. I'm just basically uh, judging a book by its cover. Yeah. Or, or I don't know what, I'm speed roasting. I mean, it's its own thing. I try Dude, to compare it, it to other stuff, but. Um, it is its own thing. It's a freestyle. Yeah. And. Uh, it's pretty. It's fucking impressive. Thanks, man. man. Yeah. Kanye West once called it a freestyle, which yeah, I that's was what cool. it is. It is. It's just because it has to be by default because there's nothing planned, so it has to be freestyle. Yeah. It's just like boom. But I I do try to get every shape and size of person up there. If I get like the same four guys wearing flip flops and a baseball hat, I get bored. Yeah. Like I just like all right. Well, unless so I. And and honestly, the physical stuff is a small part of it. Yeah, yeah. I talk to them. Yeah. And once they they almost roast themselves yeah, yeah. just by answering the simplest yeah. question of like, I'll say, who are you here with, or what are you celebrating, yeah. or what's going on in your life, and then usually this like it just it comes out easy. I don't have to do much. Ever any physical ramifications like somebody just didn't get it or didn't appreciate it and oh, came I get at you like all the time it's really? always women it's always women like honestly. slapped and stuff like yeah like play you know like you know women women are a lot of times will come on stage knowing that they're wearing like a a dress or a funny yeah you know like a, an outfit yeah in vegas or something all dolled up and yeah i think i'm gonna make fun of one thing and then i make fun of another and then it could they get go ah <laughs> really yeah it's kind of fun have you ever been like outright slapped across the face oh or no nothing like that as a dude ever like wailed on never, you never 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 and but, that's part but of luckily the... i'm a black belt in taekwondo that's right yeah that's i see... think it gave me the confidence to talk shit for a living that's right. Yeah, that because that's something that you know you got to have in your toolbox in case things go off the deep end. But I'm I, I, that's why I only roast volunteers and and men under 130 pounds. 
Yeah. No, I get big. I, get I know, because they're, cause they're good get, targets, right? No, it's the best. I always look for, you know. Who would you say? The scarier the person on stage, the funnier. Well, because, yeah, you did a thing in prison yeah. where you went to a damn prison. Yeah. And were those, those guys were like hardened, mur- were there murderers and stuff <laughs> in the course, group? Of course, of course. Were you scared at all? I'm still scared. You're still, yeah. <laughs> they're sending guys after you? <laughs> they all get out. You know, a lot yeah. of these guys are getting out. They're not yeah. all murderers that are... But, you know, yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, that's... (laughs) Do you think you could survive in jail if you ever had to do it? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That's a tough tough lifestyle. With you being a model and stuff, too. Where would I get my cigarettes and my Jim Beam? (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Wow. Um, Who would you say is... I don't know what models drink. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they don't drink anything because they always purge it back up right away 10 minutes later. Are models still skinny? I don't think that's a thing. Anymore. I wish they were, man. I think there should be a rule. By the rule. way, speaking of that, like, is it you're not a pretzel, not a muffin, nothing here. This is like, I feel, this is like. Oh, a, you wanted food? I didn't know I was going to the DMV. Uh, like, <laughs> wait, you wanted food? I don't know. It's, it's night. It's it's okay. a, it's a nighttime podcast, Harley. All right, well, let's do this. Since you want Thank you for accommodating me, by the way, and doing the podcast at night. Oh, dude, are you kidding? I love, we're, we're night. It's actually, I'm glad we, you're the first guy we've ever done it at night. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad because we're night guys. I feel more awake and alive. I should probably do this more often. I think it's a good vibe. But you brought up food. Ooh. And I see you're getting excited. Yeah. So what I want to do is do a little combo thing here. Okay. Okay? Yeah. You've roasted just about everyone, from presidents to top celebrities, politicians, sports figures. You've <laughs> roasted everyone, yeah. okay? You said you don't like to be put on the spot, but I'm going to help you. And you said you wanted some food. So, Jeff Ross, the ultimate roast. <laughs> I want to see you roast a roast, <laughs> okay? This is Hank. Hank the roast, and I'm gonna do Hank's voice to help you roast the roast. Now let's see. And I hate to put you on the spot, but dude, this is the ultimate roast. Can Jeffrey Ross roast a roast? He's got little eyes, <laughs> so I'll put him up there. I'll start, and let's see what happens. Ready? Hey, how's it going, Jeff? My name's uh, Hank. Uh, I'm a roast. Well, uh, uh, what a shame that you died for this. Hank. <laughs> Some poor cow died <laughs> so that you could be part of this fucking podcast. Well, it wasn't just a cow, Jeff. It was a black Angus. <laughs> black Angus was Harlan Williams' porn name back in the 70s in Canada. <laughs> Oh, man, you're really getting my grizzle going, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, let's cut the fat, Harlan. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, what's that mean? Are you calling me chubby? You son of a bitch. I don't care if you know karate. Ooh, wagyu fuck yourself. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck, dude? That hurts. My father was a wagyu. Fuck you. I've seen better steaks in Kansas City. <laughs> Whoa, what the hell's that all about? I'm dieting. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, uh, anyway, can I get a steak knife? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's put this thing out of its misery. 
Dude. Anyway, these jokes are rare. <laughs> Whoa, holy shit. That's racist, dude. I'm just saying they're out of the top of my head. I, I was They're not fully baked yet. Whoa, dude. you're really revealing yourself. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, dude. Great to be here at Sizzler. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I thought it was over. And you came back with another one. Oh, anyway, it's very rare I'm better looking than the person than the person I'm roasting. <laughs> what the hell? I'm gonna spray my oju all over you. <laughs> What'd you call me? Oju? <laughs> you don't have to bring politics into it. <laughs> Dude, I think you did it. I think you No hard feelings, all right. No hard feelings. Oh, no, it's okay. You, I asked I volunteered. <laughs> Give it up for Hank, everybody. Yeah, Good thanks sport. a lot. Thank Jeff. You were great. Thanks, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hank will be. Uh, where's Hank appearing? Where are you? Where are you appearing next, Hank? I'm gonna be down at uh, <laughs> Greenblatt's Deli at midnight. Come on in and have a bite. Uh, you can feed the Laugh Factory homeless people on Christmas. <laughs> Dude, Hank, I'm really sorry uh, if I hurt your feelings. That's all right. You know, it's it's. I kind of asked for it. Yeah. Well, good luck in whatever's next for you. Um, hopefully it's not dog food and it's something fancy. Wait, what the fuck? You're not a vegetarian by any chance, are you? No, no, no. I eat meat. Really? Yeah. I mean, good meat, not whatever this is. Jesus Christ. Fucking. I'm going to teabag you. <laughs> Dude, I think you did. I think you roasted a roast. I feel good about that. I feel a little guilty. You do? You're going to eat it, right? You're not going to just throw it away, right? It, yeah, I'm going to eat it. All right. Hey, I don't want it to Amber. go to waste. I don't want it to go to waste is what I'm saying. Do you want to take it? No, no, no. i just saying I don't want it to that whole cow to have existed just for my roast. I want it to also have like... Did you feet. just call me a cow, you <laughs> son of a bitch? You're no spring chicken yourself there, chubby. Listen, I, I already apologized. I don't normally apologize to steaks. Normally, you know what? Can I send this one back? <laughs> it's cold. Why don't we get a room lighter and you can tenderize me? Can I get some? Uh, can I get some uh, some uh, a one sauce and put this thing out of its? I don't like that it's staring at me, Harlan. I know. I know. I'm starting to feel guilty. I know. It's let an me, animal. Let me put it in the back and turn it into a flank steak. That's, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of This is making us No, let him easy. stay. No, let you him want him stay. to stay? Unless okay. you're going to cook it right All now. All right, I'll, put, I'll, I'll move the box, but yeah, I'll leave him here. Let him stay. We'll keep, we'll keep him right here. The whole thing's kind of was really fun. That was a great idea, but I really was expecting you to pull, like, some food out of there. So now I'm just like, oh, that was the whole thing. Now oh, I'm you know hungry. what? Hey, Amber, there's some cookies on the counter. Yes. Do you like the Pepperidge Farm? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Amber, can you bring the cookies in for Jeff? He's a model. Unless you want to go to the Mafia game. No, I don't. Yeah, give me those. Look at this, dude. Pepperidge Farm. Is that what you want? Yeah, I have one. Dude, have as many as you want. I love I watching you today. eat. I worked out today. I don't want to break my diet too much. Oh. Just working out. Got a yarmulke. <laughs> yarmulke. Put it on Hank. <laughs> well, there's the oju right there. Um, mm. Aren't these good? Mm. You just want to take a minute and eat and not talk. I'm, that's okay, dude. You could, yeah. 
yeah, sure. Cheers. Cheers, bro. What are you doing for, uh... Excuse me, I'm eating. Shh. What are you doing for... I'm eating. What are you doing for 4th of July? Mm, probably barbecuing this guy, Hank. What are you doing for Bill Murray's birthday? When's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the other side. Mm, that was good. These are good. Um, dude, we have one. Feel bad eating in front of Hank. I know. It's weird to eat in front of food. It's almost kind of like, right? Yeah. Sort of sacrilegious. How, how are you going to eat that, though, right? Maybe. It kind of resembles the mountain, the sunny mountaintop behind you. Mm. <clears throat> See that? I'm Hank. I'm Hank of the mountains. I'm Hank. Hank of the mountains. <laughs> mountains. Mountain Hank. I like that little hat. Um, dude, final segment. You ready? We do this with all the guests. Oh, yeah. Ready? Hang on. I think you're going to like it. It's called Words from a Wooden Shoe. Mm-hmm. It's an authentic Dutch clog. Mm-hmm. Inside are a bunch of words. You don't look at them. You reach in, pull a word, <clears throat> see if it inspires a story, a memory from your past, from your future, from your present. Reach on in there, brother. Words from a wooden shoe with Jeffrey Ross, the roast master, roasted a roast. Don't look. Be careful, I'll roast the host. Whoa, I wish. You wouldn't dare. I'm, you know I'm too sensitive for that. What's it say, bro? Animal attack. <clears throat> oh, I have to bring my ex-wife into this. I've never been married. I'm just joking. Have you ever attacked by an animal? <gasps> or seen one? Mm. Or been privy to one? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. Well, it was a dog bite. My sister got bit when we were little. My grandfather had a... <laughs> my grandmother died. He remarried this lady, and <laughs> she had a Doberman pincher. What? would hang around the family catering hall. Yeah. Clinton Manor Caterers in Union, New Jersey. Yeah. Not, you know. And, uh... My sister was probably like six. I was probably like eight. I don't know. That's a guess. Yeah, yeah. And whatever. My sister was playing with this Doberman Pinchers. And Not a smart dog to play with, by the way. Little kid. My parents shouldn't. I don't know what happened. I was little. I have no idea. You can say it. They hated her. <laughs> and this dog just like, she was petting it or whatever. Whoa. <clears throat> Took a little piece out of her. Chin right a little here. piece of meat. Yeah. Some chin meat. Yeah. She still has a scar. She's beautiful, but she still has a scar. Scars are sexy, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it was traumatic. How so? Um, well, just, you know, a little scary. Did it make, you mean it made her terrified of dogs? No, she, 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 she was and I was. Oh. I've since 
And by the way, that poor dog, like about four or five weeks later, that dog ate a steak. No offense. What was his name? Hank. Hank. (laughs) No offense, Hank. That dog ate a steak that that had rat poison on it. And my Uncle Murray, Mean Murray, it all comes back to Mean Mean Murray. Murray, yeah. He killed that dog, I believe. I found out years later in revenge. Really? I don't think he liked the lady that my grandfather married. Yeah. And I don't think... um, See, he liked the dog, and the dog bit my sister, and my uncle gave it some rat poison. Whew. I don't uh, think any of this is gonna get uh, anybody in trouble. But that no, that's no. how things were back then. That's how then they still are. There's still people still poison animals. It's yeah, horrible, horrible. But I'll tell you what: if I meet a girl and she's got a scar, yeah, and says I got that from a Doberman pincer, yeah, that's sexy to me. I don't know what you find sexy, Jeff Ross. That's hot. I find a scar on a woman, even on a man, if it's in the right place, it's sexy. Like, I think Brad Pitt has a scar, like, right here or something. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, it's, like, it's kind of sexy. It's sort of tough. Yeah. And you know, come to think of it, I met a guy with a scar the other day, and it looked pretty, he looked cool. What was, where was it? On his face. Did he say what it was from? I didn't ask. It was a, you know, looks like it had been there a long time. I remember when I was in college, no word of a lie, I wanted a scar on my face. And I used to go to the, for, for about two weeks, I did this. I'd go, there was this little forest by my dormitory. I'm such an idiot. I'd go in the forest and scrape my face on the pine tree, on the bark, purposely hoping I'd get a scar. I thought if I do this for two weeks, I'll, I'll have a cool scar right here. Hmm. Never worked. Hmm. I always secretly sort of wished I was attacked by a mountain lion. Like the the concept of like like four or a five claw? Cl- like four or five claw marks are across my chest. You like, get a tattoo across your chest of a claw. I know, but for it to be real, dude. That well that would be a cool tattoo. Like but that's a tat. But if it was real. But, but if it was real, how'd you get that? Oh, fought with a mountain lion. Hello. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I want to lose a leg to a shark. Maybe I do. Maybe I want no. Fought with a mountain lion. That implies that you may have started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I did. Hey, you looking at me, asshole? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Jeff, uh, dude, so cool to have you here, Are man. You thank me, you, Harlan? Yeah, thank you, man. That what a so great much fun. Thanks thank- for the cookie. <laughs> what about the roast? The roast was fun. Um, buddy, before we go, will you tell folks like where they can see you on oh. tour? You got to see Jeff, folks. You know that. You got to see the Roastmaster live. Uh, if you have social media, whatever you want to plug, dude. Well, thank you, Harlan. I had a good time. Where will I be? I'll be yeah. in uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey, Whoa. where I'm from. Wow. Doing Take a Banana for the Ride. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> at the Count Basie Theater. I've been workshopping this show wow. for a few months at the New York Comedy Festival and a oh, wow. festival in Chicago and a festival in St. Louis. Yeah. And, uh, and I've enjoyed doing it, so I just got asked to do <clears throat> the Count Basie Theater near where I grew up. Wow. And All uh, these old jazz greats. And I'm going to do Moon Tower three nights at the <sighs> Stateside Theater. It's like a show with music and visuals. Really? And a, uh, yeah, it's like a whole thing. Wow, it's like a Vegas show almost. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Got, it's got swagger. 
So is it just is it is it got stand up in it or is it yeah. a whole different type? I don't of... know if I'd call it stand up. It's stuff a lot of stuff I developed. Yeah. Um, on stage. Yeah. But uh, I don't hold a microphone in a traditional sense, and I wear sort of a costume and oh wow backgrounds and a Look little set and theatrical. A couple of songs in there. You sing? Yeah. Dude, <clears throat> one song is my old German Shepherd on her deathbed singing to me. It's very sentimental, so I've come around on the dog thing, as you can tell. Like a dogs or dog lovers really love my show. Do you want to sing it to me and Hank as we go out here? You took me in, then I was alone. You let me shed all over your home. We cuddled in bed like husband and wife. I gave you fleas. You gave me life. Cause. Yeah, one of the good ones. Howl. Okay, dude, don't howl at meat. That's not nice. I l- love... Dude, don't dog howl at meat. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off, you're scaring me. He <laughs> <laughs> just made me hungry again. I have another cookie. Let's hit the theme music. Harlan, thank you. Thanks Dude, are you kidding? Over. Thank you. And folks, go find Jeff. Go see him do his new show. Roastmastergeneral.com. Dot com. Yeah, roastmastergeneral.com. Yeah. And that has all your tour dates, including stand-up, yeah, the yeah. banana show, everything. Yeah, everything, baby. Anything else, like a book or a, a movie? <laughs> we're, doing, we, we're in the new Half-Baked movie together. Oh, yeah, you're right, buddy. Me and you, we finally yeah. did a movie together. That'll be good. When's been, it supposed to come out? I do we know? know? I don't know. We shot it this year, early this year. Uh, it was in, was it January we shot it? This year? I think it was early in the year down in NOLA. It was in, in the in Louisiana, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I have a fun cameo. Yeah, me too. I, we're, we're, we're in our first damn movie together after all these years. How about that, Harlan? Yeah, Half-Baked 2, baby. So, folks, check out Jeff. Uh, he is the roast master. He's just the master. You're He's the best. The thank you, Harlan. I had so much fun. You're so funny. Dude, thank you so much. Hank, Hank I'll, I'll see you on the other side, buddy. What's that mean on the other side? <laughs> like, are you going to flip me over and do my other side? Son of a bitch, it never ends with this guy. I'm calling the meat police. All right. Cut. Literally. <laughs> Cut <it. laughs> God.